God's pattern is something to really believe in and God's pattern is something to really expect. Everything God does gets better and better and better. Welcome to episode 28 of Think Like a Champion. We've made it this far 28 weeks and I wanna encourage you to stay with it. As you can see behind me, this side actually stay with it because we are training for reigning on this side. <laughs> And this podcast is dedicated to helping you win in every way and enjoy every day. And I want to dive right into today's topic. And it's simply, I, I call this a brighter tomorrow begins today. A brighter tomorrow begins today. So much of the world right now is in a high level of fear. And I want to break that down a little bit and, and, and really help us all dispel fear, dismiss it, um, banish it from our lives. Proverbs, Proverbs 4.18 says, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It grows brighter and brighter until the full day. Now notice what he says there, the path of the righteous. Well, who are the righteous? The righteous are simply those who have received the gift of righteousness when a person receives Jesus Christ as their savior, they are what the Bible calls born again. And in that state and in that condition, in that new life, they are called the righteousness of God. That means that God's not holding anything against you anymore, that you stand before God without guilt, without fear, without shame, without condemnation or inferiority. That's what the righteousness of God means. And Jesus became sin for us that we would become the righteousness of God. So whenever you see a promise in the Old Testament or New Testament about a person who is righteous, it's referring to you. It's referring to anybody who has received Jesus. I think it's important to dispel the myth that anybody can achieve righteousness on their own. It's important to dispel that myth because so many of us disqualify ourselves from the promises that are made to us in the Bible, the promises that are made to us as righteous people, none of those promises could be experienced if it was based on our righteousness because we, would ne we can never be right enough in comparison to God. And when is it ever enough in comparison to others, which we wanna talk about as well. When is it enough in comparison to yourself? That's why God doesn't, determine or define your righteousness based on something you do or achieve. He defines your righteousness as a gift that he gives you. In exchange for your old life, he gives you a new one. In exchange for sin, he gives you the gift of righteousness. It doesn't mean that we become sinless and never make mistakes or never sin. It means that God no longer looks at us that way. He looks at us as the righteousness of God. So, when we hear this promise, Proverbs 4.18, the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter until the full day, it's important that you understand this applies to you. This applies to you today. So your path is gonna get brighter and brighter. You're going to experience more and more breakthroughs. You're going to experience more and more light and more and more revival in your life because you have been given the gift of righteousness 
I want to encourage you to grab a hold of this promise and declare my path is getting brighter and brighter. My days are getting better and better. My life is getting better and better. That's how God does things. God takes old, turns it new. God takes the sick and makes them healed. God takes sin and exchanges it for righteousness. God takes fear and banishes it with love and with faith. So this is how God does things. He takes us from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the blood of animals to the blood of Jesus. He takes us from poor to blessed, from cursed to blessed, from lacking to abundance, and Jehovah Jireh is your supplier, provider. This is how God does things. He always makes things better. He takes five loaves and two fish and turns it into an all-you-can-eat buffet for 5,000 people. I'm telling you, this is how God does things. This is what delivers you from fear, knowing that your path is going to get brighter and brighter. Your path might be dark right now, but it is going to get brighter and brighter because that's the promise God made. Now, the world has shifted to higher gear of fear. And what fear is, false evidence appearing real or false expectations. I like to use that acronym, false expectations appearing real. I think what we set our expectations on is so important and this is what determines our emotional condition and our emotional health which results in our relational health our financial health our physical health it all begins with our emotional health so we're focused so much what's going on in the world today is focused so much on negativity and so much focus on offense and what others have done and poor me and the victim mindset and the comparison trap and what's wrong with the other guy and pointing fingers and criticizing. And I really despise this around uh, elections that, are, that come up, you know, whether they're every two years or every four years. It becomes a divisive thing, in, at least in America. I'm sure it does in other countries that you're watching from as well. But I really believe that God has called us to be eagles where we soar above, where we fly above the, 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 the static of, of politics and the static of man's opinions and the static of comparisons and inferiorities and competition. I believe in healthy competition, but the one that I compete with the most is the previous version of me, and I want to encourage you to do likewise. But we, we want to realize, I want you to realize that negativity is the, ex negativity costs us. Negativity comes at the expense of faith and love and community and generosity and sacrifice. And that's why we need to obliterate negativity. We need to, what I call, disrupt the pattern of negativity. This is how we shift to God's higher gear when the world has shifted to a higher gear of fear, we need to shift to a higher gear of faith. And we need to start changing our expectations in life and disrupting, interrupting the pattern of negativity. You know that there's a stream of thoughts that we all hear. Now, not all, the, not all those thoughts are your thoughts, but they all come through your mind. And our mind is, our mind is like a clearinghouse for all thoughts in the atmosphere and all thoughts that are spoken, whether by word or by written or in our own mind, just thoughts that are in there and floating through there. Don't claim them as yours. 
begin to identify and begin to take a step back and realize that not every thought you think is your fault or your thought or how you feel. It's just a thought. It's just a passing cloud. You, to be in the earth, you have to experience some clouds, but you don't have to stand under them. You don't have to go outside and let the rain pour on you. You can use an umbrella. You can go inside a house. You can go under a covering. And that's what we need to do with negative thinking. And we need to change our pattern of thinking. Uh, studies show that the number one problem that people have in, in the world today is negative thinking. Negativity is the number one problem. People have a negative view of God. They have a negative view of themselves. They have a negative view of others. We have 65,000 thoughts per day and 90% of them are negative. And what negativity does is it produces stress chemicals that are released in our brain and it causes sickness and it causes D disease and it causes poor decision making to alleviate stress. We end up making bad decisions in an effort to get immediate relief from the stress and those decisions that we make are often decisions that make it worse. Negative thinking produces faith in negativity. Negative thinking produces faith in bad things happening. See, we all are gonna have faith Every one of us have faith. It's just a matter of where we are directing our faith. Is our faith in bad expectations, something bad's gonna happen, or is our faith in good expectations, something good is gonna happen? Murphy's Law says whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and that, that kind of mindset, while that may insulate you from, uh, from, from expecting good things and having hope get disappointed, it might insulate you from disappointment, but it also insulates you from experience and it insulates you from fun and it, ins it insulates you, negativity and bad expectations, expecting something bad to happen, it eliminates the, the opportunity to seize the day, it eliminates the opportunity to make your life better and to expect better things and what ends up happening is you set your thermostat on bad, things are gonna happen, then that's what everything is gonna rise to whatever, wherever you set the thermostat. Instead, let's, let's change the thermostat to something good is gonna happen. You've changed the thermostat to goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. Change the thermostat to my days are getting better and better. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I'm more than a conqueror. If God be for me, who can be against me? You need to change your thermostat by the words that you speak which create the expectations that you have. Because listen, nobody wants to be around negative thinking people. And if you have been a kind of person that you, you're, you're like, well, I wish more people would be my friends and why don't I have really good friends and what's wrong with them and why aren't they more friendly to me? You may not realize it, but you give off negative energy. And if you give off negative energy, people may not say it to you. They may not know how to say it. They may not know how to communicate with you or how to help you overcome that, but they just avoid you from any real interaction because there's negative energy coming from you. And every one of us has the power to change the thermostat from negative to positive, from fear to faith, from fear to love, from, from judgment to empathy, from criticizing to building people up. 
Set your thermostat on those things and start by building yourself up. Um, negative thinking creates causes or produces negative words and negative thinking alienates people from wanting to be around you. You become a person who is tolerated rather than celebrated. Do you want to always be a person that's tolerated in the, in the lives of those around you and your family members? Do you want to be a person who just tolerates yourself? Why not learn to celebrate yourself by choosing the right mindset? So your tomorrow is completely impacted by the, the seeds you plant today. T tomorrow is impacted by, I know everybody believes that every new day there's a new chance, but if you keep going to bed negative and you keep going to bed on the negative, you're gonna keep waking up on the negative and eventually that's going to become your permanent mindset. It already is fixated in most people's minds, negativity, expecting to be rejected, expecting to be for something bad to happen, if things are going good, many people are like, things are going too good for me, something bad is bound to happen. Well, that kind of mindset attracts that kind of experience. And I really want to encourage you that a brighter tomorrow begins today by making up your mind to disrupt, number one, disrupt the pattern of negativity. Change your expectations from negative expectations to positive expectations. That is the first and foremost thing if, it, if you're going to have a brighter tomorrow. It starts by disrupting negativity today. Like declare right now, God is for me, not against me. Say out loud that something good is going to happen in my life. What are you doing? You're disrupting negative thinking with words. If I told you to silently count to 10 in your mind right now, if I told you to silently count to 10 in your mind, what would you do? You'd start silently counting to 10. And as you're counting, I say in the middle, say your name out loud. As soon as you say your name out loud, you disrupted the counting. It wasn't even necessarily a bad thing. Counting one to 10 silently is not even a bad thing. But the, but the illustration is to help you realize that when you speak out loud words, they disrupt the pattern that's going on in your head. One, two, three, four, five. When you speak words, it disrupts or interrupts this pattern in your head. If you've ever tried to do two things at once where you're counting something and also trying to pay attention to somebody, you can't do it. One of those things is gonna interrupt the other. You can't continue to count five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and listen to other people, what they're saying, and participating in the conversation. When you speak forth words of life, you are interrupting the pattern of negativity. Secondly, and I wanna just again double click on this point about how God does things real quick and then I'll go to the point number two. In Christ, everything gets better. Um, if you, if you look at the pattern that I alluded to earlier, God takes us from sin to righteousness, from curse to blessing, from sickness to healing, from poverty to abundant supply, from death to life, from old covenant to new covenant, from the blood of animals to the blood of Jesus, from promises based on obedience to promises based on Jesus' blood, from depression to peace, from sadness to joy, from worry to celebration, from worry to 
exuberance, from worry to peace. This is how God does things. He says that be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So God's pattern is something to really believe in. And God's pattern is something to really expect. Everything God does gets better and better and better. So number one, disrupt the pattern of negativity with words, with promises, with positive expectations. Dis disrupt the pattern of negativity today. Your success tomorrow is connected to what you attach your expectations to today. Number two, don't focus on what you want. There is a lot of positive motivational speakers that will tell you to focus on what you want. And if you focus on what you want, you'll eventually get it. And I believe there is some truth to the power of desire and whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you have received them and they'll be granted to you. So there is a powerful force in having healthy, positive desires and goals. But we have to, if we're going to have a brighter tomorrow that begins today, we need to stop focusing on what we want and it's not gonna necessarily go with your, with, with the pattern or the way you've been thinking, but we've gotta stop focusing on what we want and start focusing on what we have. If you stopped right now and instead of, thinking about your life like I don't have enough money, I don't have enough friends, I've haven't, I'm single, I'm 30, I'm 40, I still haven't gotten married, I don't have any kids, I wish I had a better job. Like if you start down that path, and many of us are in that path without even realizing it, we're focused on what we want. And it's good to have wants and desires, but we have to focus on what we have because focusing on what you want that you currently don't have creates unhappiness and unfair comparisons, but focusing on what you have creates happiness. And happiness in and of itself has chemicals that are released in the brain to activate our faith and activate energy that draws positive things and prompt the promises of God come from the gratitude. Like if you had to choose one thing that would make your life better today, it would be focusing on what you have and being grateful for those things. If you have air to breathe, if you have water to drink, and I know some people don't have those things. Some, I mean, obviously if they don't have air or water, they're going to die, but some people don't have access to clean water the same way that most of us do. Some, of, some people don't have access to clean air. Some people don't have access to a church family. And we have, we have that. Um, we have the opportunity to truly make our tomorrow better by choosing thankfulness and gratitude today. It not only produces happiness, but it, when you focus on what you have, it produces faith. It produces energy that most of us haven't tapped into. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven is a verse that 
cannot be repeated enough. Think about what he says here. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but he has given you power, love, and a sound mind. Notice God tells us, or the Bible tells us here, what God hasn't given us, fear. But what he has given us to counteract when life brings fear, when stress brings fear, when financial pressure brings fear, when the news brings fear, when the current events and current affairs going on in the world brings fear, God has given us something to counteract it. Three things, in fact, he says in this verse, power, love, and a sound mind. That you have the power to do something about your tomorrow by speaking words of faith today. You have, a, you have power, you have the power to pray, you have the power to smile, you have the power to give, you have the power to be kind, you have the power to be generous, you have the power to, like I said, speak out words of faith and speak out promises of God. You have the power to talk to God about anything. You have the power to go on your phone and, and find out how to do anything in life. Literally, you can learn how to do anything based on your access to information and your willingness to apply yourself to that information and apply yourself to those steps that, that could be taken to achieve whatever it is. But see, we have to realize we have power. Power is one of the first things that delivers us from fear. We have power to do something about our situation. We have the power to control our attitude, which sets the thermostat for our life. He says power and love and a sound mind. We have love. See, everybody at the end of the day is wired to be loved. And we are looking for it so often in the wrong places. The love that we each need comes from God. And once we have that love that once we are aware of that love that comes from God, it makes us love ourselves, which then results in loving others. It's really a reflex, as we've been saying, and I've been saying for years, that love is a reflex to acceptance. When you know God accepts you, your reflex is to love. When you know God forgives you, your reflex is to love. When you know God has washed away all of your sin, there's a reflex of love and gratitude. See, we've been focused on what we want, but we need to focus on what we already have. Power, love, and a sound mind. That word sound mind is actually translated in some translations as discipline, meaning discipline, when, when people say things like, well, I'm not as disciplined as so-and-so. That's not true, it's a false statement, it's, it's, it's inaccurate. You have as much discipline available to you as any other human being. You just aren't deploying that discipline or employing that discipline. We've, been, we've all been given power, love, and discipline or the ability to consistently execute a choice that we make, whether that's consistently executing the kind of food you're gonna eat, consistently executing the kind of exercise you're gonna do, consistently exercising the number of calls you're gonna make in your job. Uh, these, are, these are things that everybody, this discipline is something that everybody has, but life has programmed us and conditioned us to believe only great athletes have discipline or only great 
uh, thinkers have discipline or only great writers or only great whatever we want to say. It, none of that's true. Everybody has discipline. It's just a matter of whether you use it just like in a sense, everyone has a mouth and it's up to you on whether you're going to use it to build up or to tear down. But everybody has the power of a tongue and you have the power to use that in a positive way. So we have to stop saying, well, I really don't. You know, I know they talk about speaking good words and speaking promises and faith, but I just don't have a tongue. I just don't have like that. That's how silly it would be to say I don't have discipline because you do have discipline. You're just not using it. You do have a tongue. You're just not using it. You do have a mouth. You're just not using it or you're using it in a negative way. So we got to focus on what we have. I, I, I really believe that's where miracles happen. In fact, in and I know I've shared this verse with you on one of these broadcasts, but I want to share it with you again. Acts chapter three, there was a crippled man from birth who was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And notice this man got up and leaped up in the air and started walking because Peter wasn't focused on what he didn't have. Peter wasn't offering to him what he didn't have. He was offering to him what he did have. He said, what I do have, I give you what I do have. What did he have? He had the name of Jesus. He was carrying the name of Jesus. Notice he's not carrying with him silver and gold, so he wasn't able to give that man silver or gold, but he was carrying the power to heal. He was carrying the name of Jesus. He was carrying the power of the Holy Spirit. He was carrying this name above all names. We have to realize what we're carrying. We have to remember what we're carrying. We have to understand that we're carrying something. We're carrying the spirit of the living God in us. We're carrying love. We're we're carriers of love. We're carriers of encouragement. We're carriers of smiles. We're carriers of positive faith filled energy. And life is all about energy, positive or negative. And we can tap into the positive that God has put inside of us, the treasure in earthen vessels, or we can keep drinking from the bitter fountains that so many people don't realize how poisonous those bitter fountains are. I tell you this, if we would just realize what we have, make a list. Remember what you have. Think about what you've come through. Think about what God has rescued you from. Think about the gifts you possess and then when you think about all those things that you have, you begin to become effective and powerful and you begin to create things that a life that is that is truly better and better and better. When David came against Goliath, he didn't focus on what he didn't have. He focused on what he had. He had he had five smooth stones. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have a he didn't have a gun. He didn't have a knife. He didn't have what did he have? He had a slingshot. He had 
some stones. So what did he do? He used them. He used what he had because he knew what he had. We have to truly take inventory of what we have. Boy, if we could get a hold of, of this, that in order to have a better tomorrow that starts today, we got to disrupt the patterns of negativity, change our expectations, and we simply need to focus not on what we want, but on what we have. Well, there's so much more that I want to talk to you about here, but if you would begin to take inventory of what's already in you. I can give you a list real quick and we'll close. What's already in you, the kingdom of God is in you, Luke 17. The spirit of God is in you, Romans 8:11. Spiritual gifts are in you. First Timothy 414. Joy is in you. John 17, 13. There's a treasure in you. Second Corinthians 4, 6. There's love in you. The love of God. Romans 5, 5. There's faith in you. Second Timothy 1, 5. There's power, love and a sound mind in you. Second Timothy 1, 7. I we could go on and on. And if you would really start taking inventory and then thanking God for those things and being grateful for those things, outwardly expressing. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You would truly step into the better days beginning today. Well, let me pray for you. And I'm believing that things are going to get better for you beginning today. Maybe you're struggling with a sickness. I believe you're today. You're going to begin to get better. Maybe you're struggling with a financial uh, stress or pressure. I believe that's going to start changing today. Maybe you're struggling with a relationship. I believe that's going to start changing today. If you will set the thermostat on on ex good expectations, positive expectations, faith expectations, God's promises are going to come to pass in my life. Those expectations will change your environment, your atmosphere, everything about you and your whole life. It's changed my life. I believe it can change yours as well. Father, thank you for each person connected here that they would truly tap into the love and the faith that you've given them to experience a better tomorrow beginning today. I pray for the hope to rise up inside of each person and they would truly know that you are for them, not against them, and that they have the power to make a better life and to make this a better world through their presence in it. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on Think Like a Champion. Would you share this, subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts? And would you take a moment and be generous and learn the, the, the power of giving by giving and paying it forward? Whatever gift you give today, whatever seed you sow today is going towards changing other people's lives. It's going to win souls. It's going to reach the poor, the hurting, the suffering. We are in constant ministry of those to those people and to the the least of these, Jesus said, when you do it for the least of these, you've done it unto him. So I'm on a mission to find the least constantly on a mission. Our church, our ministry is constantly on a mission to find the least of these so that we can minister to Jesus by ministering to the least of these, whether they're orphans, whether they're widows, whether they're the poor, the sick whether they're the less fortunate because of the location they're in or for whatever reason, we want to find the least of these and do unto them so that Jesus himself will be ministered to. And thank you in advance. If you give 
to, you can go to lifechangerschurch.com to give, or you can text to give. You can see all the ways on the screen. And thanks again for joining me today. I can't wait to see you next week on Think Like a Champion. If you don't have a church home to go to on Sunday, join us in person at Life Changers or online, lifechangerschurch.com. We would love to welcome you home to the family of God. God bless.